Hi there, this is Donna Kozik. I'm the founder of MyBigBusinessCard.com and creator and leader of the original Write a Book in a Weekend program. I'm also the lead editor for the Community Book Project. Community Book, book Project, where we bring together uh, contributors who write 200 words on a certain theme. And today we're talking to one of the contributors who wrote 200 words about the theme of independence. You can find our book on Amazon. And also, we're going to hear from our contributor today. Welcome to Esther Molnar Mills. Esther, so glad to have you here. Thank you very much, Donna. I really appreciate being here. Absolutely. And Esther is going to read her piece. It's called Take Charge of Your Development. Thank you, Donna. So I started with a quote from the philosopher Socrates, who said, to find yourself, think for yourself. Long gone are the days when companies promised lifelong work and took care of your development. We now live in a world of greater career insecurity, but also greater freedom where we can more easily chart our own path and take on new challenges on our own terms. If you navigate this landscape well, you can craft a career and a life that is a reflection of your best self and allows you to bring your talents to bear. How can you take charge and make the most of this independence? The answer is to invest in yourself and focus on learning. Consciously improve your skills, widen your perspectives, challenge your thinking. Define yourself, think for yourself, and learn for yourself. Take stock. What are your strengths? What makes you feel energized? Where do you excel? Build on your strengths and follow your passions and interests. Seek out ways to enhance your abilities and treat every occasion as an opportunity to learn, as everyone has, a, has something to share. Reflect on what you have learned and acknowledge that you need to continue growing. Learning holds the promise of independence if you are willing to take charge of your own development. My name is Esther Molnar Mills, and I'm a leadership facilitator and executive coach. I'm the founder of Formium Development, a strength-based organizational and leadership development consultancy based in London. You can contact me at formium.co.uk. Absolutely. Wow. That's beautifully read. Thank you. I feel like I'm sitting in the library at Downton Abbey. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of you to say. Really, really, really nice. So um, thank you again. And uh, I'm going to spell out Esther's uh, website here just real quick so you can catch it. It is F-O-R-M-I-U-M dot C-O dot U-K. That's F-O-R-M as in Mary, I-U-M as in Mary dot C-O dot U-K. Thank you. Absolutely. So Esther, tell us a little bit about why you think this type of independence that you talked about in your essay, why does it matter? I think there's been a really significant shift in the workplace over the last few years, and it's certainly going to amplify over the coming years, whereby there is a different relationship between employers and and their staff. And that can be quite challenging for some people because it comes with a lot less responsibility being held by, by the employer, or by the corporation that you might work for. But there is also a real opportunity to, to take charge of this independence to say, okay, I can, I can 
charts my career, I can think about what matters to me, what my next role is going to be, how I next contribute, whether that's an employee or whether that's a project worker or, or someone um, who runs their own business. So on the one hand, it might feel quite frightening, and I think a lot of people, chances are, will perceive it as that, because as we're moving into more project-based work, more temporary work, more of the gig economy, that can be quite scary. But on the flip side of that, there is this great opportunity for, for independence and for taking charge. But then there is a responsibility there. Um, so, so in order for us to take advantage of that freedom and that independence, we have to then make sure that we remain marketable, that we continue to add value to other people. We continue to add value to people who choose to work with us, again, either as, a, as an employer or, or as, a, as someone who might provide a service. So I think it's, it's largely about the nature, of, um, the nature of the workplace over the coming years and about whether we choose to take that independence by both hands or whether we potentially see ourselves the victim of, of a changing economy. Yeah. You know, and you mentioned something that I think reflects on the person and what's inside, too, uh, when it comes to crafting a career and a life and how um, I think that, uh, as you mentioned, it can be a reflection of our best selves. So how do you explain that? So fundamentally, our relationship with whoever employs us, again, as, as a service provider or as a provider of products or, or, as a, or as an employee, is about our contribution. And when we choose our own path, when we build on our own talents, when we continue to grow on that basis, that then allows us to continue to show up in the world of work as a version of our best selves and to continue honing that and um, and to be building on our on our talents and our on our strengths. And again, the purpose here is that we get to contribute on our own terms, but contribute in a way that's meaningful for other people. So rather than trying to fit into a box that maybe a corporation has set out for us, and actually we're seeing that millennials entering the workforce are less and less happy to do so, um, there's an opportunity for us to say, what is my very best contribution? How can I make the greatest difference? What am I uniquely um, capable of bringing to this organization or to these people? And it allows you to, to shape that. So rather than trying to fit into preset boxes, it's about shaping um, our offer and then, and then going out there into the, into the marketplace in a sense and saying, this is what I can bring you. This is what I'm able to contribute. This is the value I can, I can bring and find the people who would absolutely love to have that value. Um, so it's about, it's about kind of our, our, our best contribution, our best selves. But again, it has to be, it has to be kept, kept up to date. You know, we can't just sit on our laurels. We have to continue to build on that. Right, right. And then uh, finally, talk a little bit about what you mean by strength-based development. Uh, most people think, well, isn't it better to try to improve my weaknesses? Uh, you know, I think you have a different take on that, which I, I want to hear. And then also explain a little bit about how you help people with this. Sure. So traditionally, particularly, again, um, in the context of the workplace, development used to be all about, let's see where you're not quite so good. Let's find, find your weakness. Let's find your gaps and then plug those gaps. And 
there is a bit of a paradigm shift now in our understanding about that. And um, there's quite a bit of research um, that suggests that people benefit a lot more if we start from a position of their strengths, if we start with their talents and then build on those. So it's much easier for us to truly excel if we start from a position of strength or talent. And it's much more likely that we will be happy at work and very effective at work if we're able to identify the areas of work where we have strength, but also the areas of work that energize us, the things that we truly enjoy doing, the things that might be challenging, but leave us feeling fulfilled. And so you're seeing this, this, um, this sort of positive cycle in a sense of starting with with a strength building on that honing that getting truly good at our craft whatever that might be and then being able to do more of our best work so that we feel energized and fulfilled by our work and in turn what that means is that the people who are at the receiving end of that work get really great quality product or service or the best of our knowledge and we're more engaged in our own growth and our own learning. So again, we're more likely to continue to keep up to date. We're more likely to continue to stretch ourselves. Um, and that is very different from, from sort of saying, well, let me focus on your weakness and then let's plug these gaps in your, in your knowledge or in your skill. Now, I want to be very clear. That's not to say that it's a carte blanche. There will always be areas of, of work that we, that we have to get better at. At the moment, we have to engage with the digital economy. We have to engage with big data to some extent, but we still have to continue to be able to engage with other people. In our context, we tend to work with leaders and their teams. Leaders have to be able to engage with other people. So sometimes you do have to get people to a to base level. But beyond that, the great growth opportunity and the great opportunity for high performance and for fulfillment is all around building on strength and mm -hmm. on resources we already hold. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, it sounds like you have some experience in uh, working with people doing this? Yes, absolutely. So, so I tend to do a couple of things. We work, with, we work with leaders to help them identify their own strengths and then come into their leadership position from that position of strength, from that position of resourcefulness, but also to help them identify and harness the strengths of their teams. And sometimes what that means is that the leader doesn't have to be great at everything. If you are not naturally the person who's great at, say, detail or, or data analysis, chances are there is someone on your team who can step up into that role so that you get to do your very best, which might be big picture strategy work, engagement influencing work, and someone else on your team can, can balance your strength with their strengths, which is potentially around data analysis or detailed work. So we help leaders do their very best as leaders by understanding and harnessing their own strengths, but also understanding and really leveraging the strengths of their team members. And um, we, we do that by developing teams, by leadership development, but also executive coaching. Got it. Fabulous. Fabulous. Well, thank you so much, Esther, for uh, joining me today and talking about your piece in the Community Book Project. And again, if you'd like to connect with Esther, Molnar Mills, you can reach her at formium.co.uk. And uh, also, if you're interested in being a part of our next community book project, you can go to the communitybookproject.com and sign up to be on our interest list. 
I will let you know the next time uh, we are producing one of these books. They come around every few months or so on a certain theme. If you can write 200 words, write it pretty well. Uh, you too could be in this book, and uh, I'd love to have you there. In the meantime, this is Donna Kozik. I'm the founder of MyBigBusinessCard.com, creator and leader of the original Write a Book in a Weekend program, and also the lead editor for the Community Book Project. Esther and I look forward to seeing you in the bookstore.